Well, I have a microphone, and you don't. So you will listen to every damn word I have to say! Episode twenty five. We're uh, we're not in the same room together this time. Aloha, bitches. <laughs> Why don't you paint us a picture of where you're at? I'm uh, I'm on the beach at Waikiki right now. Um, outside of a place called Dukes that's doing their Dukes, I guess Sunday party, and yeah. it's a bunch of old people dancing to a uh, a slow contemporary rock band. No one uh, is. Are they doing covers or are they? Is it? Uh, so far, the only song I could make out was they did like "It's Dukes on Sunday." They were like singing that. Oh, okay. So I guess they have their own song. All right, clever song. Yeah, I'll tell you. So if I the one story I have in uh, on my trip to Hawaii was last night. My friend John and I were at a uh, bar. And our third friend, Court, had to leave early because he had a little too much uh, too much fun. Okay. And um, that Justin Bieber song came on. Des- and that, no, 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 not Despacito. The, uh, I'm, the, I'm one. the only one. I'm the one. Yeah. That we said would be the song of the summer. Yeah. Uh, and, and you've never seen... Two forty-year-old men get very as excited about anything. We <laughs> we started jumping around, and there's a part where they start spraying gunshots in the song. And uh, the two of us are standing in a in a circle of like black guys, going like <laughs> with with guns drawn, like fake guns drawn. And uh, yeah, that's about the top, you know. Our tough beaver story song. Well, my little getaway wasn't as, uh, as, uh, I guess powerful as that, but went to, uh, (laughs) (laughs) went to, uh, Los Olivos in the middle of nowhere, uh, Santa Santa Barbara, (laughs) celebrate some friend, my, uh, sorry, my cousin's 40th one birthday and my aunt's 70th birthday. So we went some wine tasting today. And, uh, uh, it was a nice little Sunday. That's cool. And I uh, went out to eat last night. But there was no cell phone reception the whole time. Oh, uh, well, that's so, probably a good thing. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 interesting that I have cell phone reception. People actually talk to each other. That's good. <laughs> so, um, so, right before... Well, we, we, spent a, we spent a lot of time watching couples that have been together too long sit at bars. That's kind of like our thing. You know, when you see... A couple of people were like in their mid thirties. They've probably been married for ten years, and they just don't talk the entire breakfast. Oh yeah. They just they just look and they, they point out things on the menu, and then they look and smile at each other. They have nothing to say. Uh, nice. 
we pretty much sit around and, and just watch it. Anyway, so yeah. But before um, before we get into this, so when okay. I came back, I, it took me three hours and forty five minutes to get back. It was awesome. I walk in, <laughs> I walk in, and uh, there's a package at my door, and I'm like, I don't remember ever ordering anything from Amazon. So uh, I basically bring it in, I open it up, and there's a note in here, and it says, it's from Amazon, hi Jason, enjoy your gift from two of the four loyal podcast listeners, and uh, I'm guessing that this is my father and, a, and my stepmother, and uh, we... You didn't it, have to reveal that, that just would have been cool. And uh, they sent me a knife set. A knife set? I got a nice, I got a nice set, stainless steel Cuisinart knife set. Oh, it's nice uh, to know someone's listening. That's very nice. That's cool. That's so, really cool. Uh, thank you uh, to those podcast listeners. Hey, it may not have been them. I don't know. I'm assuming. <laughs> Listen, yeah, we're we're in the guess. Uh, it wasn't a sponsor. I can tell you that. <laughs> we're not That's get, so cool. We're not sponsored by Cuisinart. Um, and then, uh, the only note I have is, uh, cause I, you know, it's been a busy week. Um, Bachelor in Paradise, they found out that nothing happened. Oh, really? What do you mean nothing happened? I, I, I kind of been off the radar. What do you mean nothing happened? They, Warner Brothers did their investigation and said that there was no grounds for any sort of misconduct and they're redoing the show. Everyone's back there wow. already. Well, her boyfriend, like, came out and said, uh, he's doing his own investigation. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know how he's going to get the footage. I'm sure they got the footage <laughs> somehow, but, um... Hey, this is Steve, ABC. I need some footage. Yeah, exactly. Sorry, Steve. We don't really just give footage to anybody. So, uh, I don't think the two people that were involved in the, uh, incident are going back. And actually, they, okay. uh, I read today or something that the guy that was involved in that incident was, like, partying with a bunch of hot chicks at some place. So, he's, re he's rebounded. He's rebounded nice. Okay. So, we're going to do a quick little podcast here. It's not going to be a long one. Um, topics are NBA, you know, trade went down, and the draft. And then a uh, couple movie news. Well, we got a bunch of things that happened. Well, first, before the draft even happened, there was, like, this horrible trade. The uh, Bulls trade. Yeah, the Bulls trade. Um, Butler. And they got, basically, got rid of, got no one back. So now, Minnesota has Wiggins, Rubio, Towns, and Butler. That's a pretty good squad right there, except for they need a shooter. Um... And Dwayne Wade goes to a team. He just he just signed his deal. Like wait, who? What? So Dwayne Wade just like signed his uh, his option. Oh, with the Bulls, right? And then like three days later, they're like getting rid of their whole team, and now he's on a shitty team. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that most people think he's going to wind up going to Cleveland anyway. Well, we're back. We had a little uh, technical issue. Uh, oh, we're back on. 
We're back on. Uh, you were talking about Dwayne Wade going to Cleveland, you think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, everybody thinks that they're going to put together some kind of team of the old-timers to try to do it, but I don't think there's anything Cleveland can do right now. I think, like... Dude, Cleveland does is not going to take a $24 million... Yeah, that's true, too. ...thing on their books. But they could... Like, Chicago could buy him out, and he could go where he wants, if that's the case. Like... I don't know. You know. I don't think they're buying them out. It's a mutual interest thing. So, uh, what are your thoughts on the uh, draft? Anyway, uh, but yeah, that trade was terrible. Um, and so, you got to think that there was some better offer out there than that. Apparently, I have a friend uh, I'm here in Hawaii with who is very good friends with some people in the front office of Chicago. And inside word is that Jimmy Butler is a big pain in the ass. All right. There's a lot of there's a lot of pain in the ass NBA players, but they're still good. And That's you, true. <laughs> and uh, you want to keep them on your team. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, not a good not a good uh, draft for Chicago. Who whose draft did you like? So yeah, so then they after they do all this, they pick up that uh, um, Lori Markinen. Which right. I, I didn't understand why they didn't take Monk there. Um, yeah, I don't either. I think Monk is awesome. So, what did you think of the draft overall? I thought it was, well, I was kind of surprised it like, pretty much went chalk in the beginning, you know? I know, after all and, the uh, talk of uh, the Knicks wheeling and dealing Porzingis and throwing it well, down there. the price for Porzingis that they were asking? Yeah, I heard some of the trades, and they were with a lot, absurd. a lot of them were with the Suns, and it was like the most ridiculous trade ever. It's like being in a fantasy league with you, where you offer these horrible trades, and you're like, who would do that? That's not true. That's Phil Jackson. I do not offer terrible trades. <laughs> uh, but, um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, I guess Porzingis wasn't going anywhere. I mean, Phil Jackson's a joke. Who's a bigger, who's a worse GM, you think? Phil Jackson or, or Isaiah Thomas in New York? I think Isaiah Thomas is better. I yeah, mean, I do too, I think. I mean, Phil Jackson has pretty much, like, tarnished his legacy, don't you think, a little bit? Absolutely. And, and like, how do you do that? Listen, I'm not a Carmelo fan. Uh, he's one of my least favorite players, but he has some trade value, and he's basically sabotaged that, you know? Yeah. So they... So the Knicks end up taking, like, the guy from France, Frank Nicolina. Yeah, what's that? I don't understand why they didn't take – supposedly Dennis Smith from NC State was, like, really high in a lot of people's draft boards. And, well, uh, that's because if you heard he had, like, a 48 vertical. No, the I didn't. The guy had, like he, – he, yeah, like, I guess on his workout, he had, like, a 48-inch vertical. But, so, like, you've seen this guy. Right, like, like this France guy, he was like over in France, like in his championship, and he he didn't even go to any of the workouts. I don't think. Well, the best is like the Knicks fans all there were afraid to boo it because of when they booed Porzingis a couple years ago. <laughs> uh, all these kids, like, yeah, I think that's good. Anyway, but I, yeah, I, like, I don't know why you don't take Malik Monk there. Yeah, I think. Uh, Sixers, their team is looking awesome. Dude, so is there pressure on Sixers? Do they have to make the um, 
make the playoffs now? No, I think they they're making the playoffs. Yeah. Well, I mean, but there's so many health problems on that team, right? You know. Yeah, but I think what it was, so Chicago just blew up their team. Right. Um. There's a couple other East Coast teams. Indiana is pretty much blowing yeah, up their yeah, team. Yeah, they're blowing up their team because they're probably going to get rid of uh, George before the uh, either during the season or before the season starts. Right. Um, so they're – and they were borderline uh, pl- playoff team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, on paper, these guys look like they're going to definitely be a seventh or eighth seed for sure. Okay. Uh, um, they have a pretty good squad. Yeah. Um, I like the uh, Kings draft. Okay, I'm interested in this because I don't think that I did. Go ahead. Tell me what the Kings got and what you like about Kings it. Kings got De'Aaron Fox. Right. Was their first pick. I, I like that pick. Then they got Justin Jackson. Yeah. Look, I like Justin Jackson. You know, he's homeschooled. It's kind of weird. Yeah. Um, but... He's home I didn't school, like but trading, he played for trade, like the eight for the ten and twelve or something. There were so many trades, like you couldn't even like fig- figure out who was trading what. And then there were so many trades, and it's hard to keep up with that. Every like um, ESPN and and NBA because I, I wasn't able to see it live didn't have who they were traded to, so they would just say, "Oh, Indiana got." Um, Justin Jackson, but really it was traded to the Kings, and you didn't know that unless you, like, we're watching it live, and it's just a mess. Right. Um, by the way, I listened back to the podcast last week, and, uh-huh. and I say like way too much. I got to figure out how to stop doing that. Um, so going back to De'Aaron. Yeah. All right. So I'm sure the people that listen to this podcast, like, have seen that or know that. So uh, then they got Harry. I here with you every week and do this, and I didn't notice that. So, <laughs> so they got Harry Giles, who's hurt. He's, he's injury, but he's still a good player. And then Frank Mason. Who's, who's he? He's from Duke, right? Oh, yes. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Then, and then they got Frank Mason from Kansas. Oh, I like Frank Mason. He's good. So that was their four picks. That's pretty good picks, I think. I don't yeah, okay, know. I'm with you. I'm, right. I, I'm with you. Okay. Um, I mean, but, you know, does anything in the NBA really change now? I mean, who knows how they're going to be, but I just like those picks. Well, I'm just saying, like, it's still the Warriors are so much better than everybody else. Yeah. And uh, so we're just kind of like... The off-season super fun. It's way more fun than the actual season, I think. Um, but the problem is nothing is going to change in the season. This is all, like, we're getting excited and we're talking about teams that are going to be seven and, and six seasons, you know? Yeah. But I don't mean to put a damper on it because I, I thoroughly enjoy it. So. And the only other note I have is that the Clippers got Cinderius Thornwell. Uh, arguably the best player in the tournament last year or this year with South Carolina. Um, so, oh, okay. So I like that pick. Um, um, what about your sons? You, you keep thinking that your sons are a player, and I keep laughing at you for ever thinking that. How would you feel they did? I think the sons are going to be good. 
They got. I know you think that, but they're not. Uh, listen, everybody wanted Josh Jackson, and you know what? They like they wanted him for a reason because he's awesome. He's a good defensive player, good all around player, except for he probably needs to work on some shooting. But the Suns have shooters. They don't need. They need him. So it's going to be an interesting. And they didn't give up. To, they didn't give up anyone. So uh, there was talks of trades with. Um, you know, Eric Bledsoe and all this other stuff, and none of it ended up happening. And the Suns took so, uh, took their man that they wanted that, the whole time. Do you, do you think they'll be in the lottery again next year? No. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't hear you at all right now. Oh, really? Yeah. It just went, like, really low. Well, this is the first time we're using a phone. So we have technical difficulties. So, do you have anything else about the draft? No, I can hear you now. Uh, no, that's good. Let's go into um, let's go into Daniel Day Lewis. Does that work? All right, we're mo- shifting to Daniel Day Lewis. You uh, decided to retire from acting today, uh, this week. I know we lost uh, probably our best actor. So he's definitely the best actor right now, right? Well, I was looking up on IMDb, and you know where it says like awards uh-huh. uh, under a name. It says he's won three Oscars. He's got another 150 wins. And he's got 51 nominations. So he yeah. he won for Lincoln. There Will Be Blood. And My Left Foot. And then he was nominated for Gangs in New York and In the Name of the Father. Okay, are we going to miss Daniel Day-Lewis? Or are we like, yeah, we'll, we'll go, we'll move on. Um, I mean, he doesn't, he does a movie every like three, four years. It's not like right. he's pumping them out, but every time he's and in a movie, a movie, you probably wouldn't see, but because he's in it, you'll see it. So it's not like, yeah, like this know. new Paul Thomas Anderson movie that he's in where he's plays a fashion guy. Okay. That's his, uh, um, his, his last has movie. He, has he ever made a bad movie? Um, I didn't really like Nine. Nine? Yeah, you remember Nine where he's singing? Oh, that's like, uh, but that's like his voice, right? No, he was singing. Oh, no. Okay, yeah. No, no, no. I never saw that. All right. Good call. Hey, Attaboy. That's what I was hoping for. No, I didn't see that. I didn't didn't like that one. Okay. Gangs of New York, not the best movie, but. No, it's not the best movie. he uh, He was awesome in it. But he was awesome. Um, what's what's your favorite Daniel Day Lewis movie? I mean, There Will Be Blood, probably. Yeah, There Will Be Blood was so good. I, mean, I remember you were working on that movie and you um, brought the script home, and uh, that script was really freaking good. Yeah, that movie is amazing. Um, uh, okay, so what would be? All right, moving past that. Well, like you, my next one would be in the name of the Father. I think that's like the most underrated. Daniel Day-Lewis movie. I love that movie. Well, I wouldn't say it's underrated. He got nominated for it. But yeah. I get it, but dude, when you like when you talk about it, more people will remember him for like Lincoln than they will in the name of the father. And to me, in the name of the father is ten times the movie that Lincoln is. Yeah, and, well okay. I liked Lincoln a lot. But uh yes, in the name of the father was awesome. What did you think about Last of the Mohicans? I'm a big Last of the Mohicans guy. I really you know, but 
I'll tell you, the thing I take away from Last Mohegan more than him is the music. Yeah. How good was the music in that movie? It was really good. And I think, like, the Last of the Mohegans, that the woman that was in that, isn't she in that Fargo? Isn't she the old lady? Madeline, in the... No, it's Madeline Stowe. Oh, yeah, Madeline Stowe. That's right. Uh, I don't Madeline know. Stowe, uh, what was the movie with, um, oh, shoot, with, like, Ray Liotta? And um, she's, like, he's, like, a kind of creeper, and he walks in on her sleeping with, like, Mel Gibson or something. God, I can't remember. Is that Tequila Sunrise? Oh, no, I think it was, um... Yeah, let me look this up. It was, this uh, is what happens when you don't have notes in front of you. Matt, well, who knew we were getting into Madeline stuff? <laughs> I don't think our notes would have had the Madeline still look up. But I yeah, think it was sure. Kurt Russell. No, right? you know what? That might have been a Costner movie? Anyway. I think it was, uh... uh I think it was, uh... Kurt Russell, wasn't it? Oh, yes, it was Kurt. Well, that's Tequila Sunrise. Kurt Russell and Mel Gibson. No, I don't remember if she's that. Unlawful like entry. Huh? Unlawful entry. Yes. It was Kurt Russell, Lorraine right. Yoda, and Madeline Stowe. Who was it? It was... Kurt Russell. Oh, Kurt Russell. You're right. Lorraine okay. Yoda and Madeline Stowe. Um, anyway, so... Um, like... I don't know, the, the Daniel Day-Lewis era, he's a little underwhelming. Um, he, not enough movies, but yeah. he'll, he'll go down as, like, the best or one of the best. And, um, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what, that's what I was saying. Like, he doesn't make a movie, but when he does make a movie, you want to see it. Yeah. You know he's going to do well. I mean, there's uh, there's all these movies on here. Like, I don't remember. Like, uh, I said like about five times just then. Um, the bo- you should totally, um, yeah, you should totally just keep talking about it. The Boxer? It's not, it's not uninteresting in any way whatsoever. Keep going. The Boxer? The Boxer. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't remember. What happened? He's like a boxer, right? <laughs> uh, I'm guessing. Um, no, I saw The Boxer. I'm trying to remember the Ballad of Jack and Rose. I remember that. Movie. I remember hearing about that. I remember that movie happening. I don't remember him being in it or anything about it. The Crucible, which yeah, I remember that. He was like yeah. big in that. Um, Age of Innocence, another yeah. Martin Scorsese joint, and uh, I guess he's in Gandhi, but I don't. That was a long time ago. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Okay. Um. So yeah, he's a. Uh, there's gonna, there's not too many roles that he takes. You know what I mean? There's so yeah. much crap scripts out there that that maybe that's why he doesn't work that much. You know what disappoints me the most? I wanted to see Daniel Day Lewis make a a cameo in a comedy. Yeah, I would like Where to see him. Just make fun of himself. You know, yeah. wouldn't that be great? Yeah, I'd like. You know what I'd like to see Daniel Day Lewis do? Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. It's like uh-huh. it's like Steve Martin and Daniel Day Lewis remake. Um, all right, so he's retiring from acting. His next movie is the Paul Thomas Anderson movie that's coming out at the end of the year. I'm sure he's going to be nominated. And there's going to be all this hoopla at the Oscars about it. Yeah, that's true. And, uh, we'll talk more about it when it gets close. But uh, so then the other news: 
Han Solo movie loses their directors. Yeah. Doesn't bode I'm well. I'm like fascinated by this story. First of all, because I know Chris Miller, one of the directors, and um, I, uh, I think it's a really bold thing that just happened. Yeah, so my understanding of it is that, well, first of all, you hire these guys, you know what they do. They did like 21 Jump Street. They did uh, the Lego movie. They Cloudy did, with a Chance of Meatball. Yeah, so they do all these like funny kind of uh, pop culture-y movies. Right. And so they, they, they're they a good choice. They bring like Brooklyn Nine-Nine to TV. Like, so you know what you're thing. Yeah, you know what you're, they're, what you're getting when you hire these guys. So then they have they're this. a unique, creative, funny way of looking at, yeah. at, at doing stuff. So my understanding was is that so uh, they had a script by um, let's see I forgot. yeah Lawrence Kasdan Father Kasdan and Son Kasdan yep and basically their style didn't bode, like bode well with their with the script so they would they like they do a lot of improvising and stuff and. Uh, so the movie, I guess, was too tongue-in-cheek, was too funny. And, like, I guess it got back to Kathleen Kennedy, and she looked at the dailies, and she's like, yeah, this is. we don't want this to be a comedy. We want this to fit in, like, the same kind of feel of the Star Wars movies. And they're like, well, that's not what we're doing here. We're, you know, bringing a different look to it. That's why you hire these different directors. What's going on over there? Here? Yeah. What are you talking about? I've been just sitting here. Well, it sounds like there's like a party going on back. Oh well, it is. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in YGT, motherfucker. It's like <laughs> just tons of people. A boat just undocked, and everybody's drinking uh, rum drinks. So basically, and then so. <laughs> What's going on there? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just told you I left like a party to come have a. So basically they said, all right, well, we're going to bring, we have a bunch of reshoots to do. We're going to bring on a different director. And they were like, no, we want to direct it. This is our movie. And then Kathleen Kennedy was like, all right, well, you're fired. Yeah. I, uh, I like really, I mean, I don't know how you feel about it. I, I, I'm getting uh, an idea from your tone, but I like really applaud, uh, them for sticking to their guns. You know, because they probably were huge Star Wars fans their entire lives, and um, yeah, they got their you know, shot. What's that? They got their shot to make one, right? And they're like, and then they say, "No, we don't want it the way that you're doing it." Like, I think most people would say, "Okay, well, we'll do what you want," because it's Star Wars. I kind of applaud them for saying, "Like, no, fuck that. This is what we do." Obviously, this is all speculation, but. This is what we yeah, think we don't of know. But then they bring in... So, if you were going to choose a director, obviously know that Ron Howard was hired. Which, uh... How do you feel about Ron Howard taking over? I think it's a good choice, because I think he's super safe. He's, like, a, such a well-liked person. He's not ruffling either party's uh, feather. Like, I'm, I would... If I'm those guys, I'm happy that he's doing it because I think, I mean, again, speculation, I think he'll keep their vision somewhat 
while appeasing the studio. Yeah, because um, Ron Howard really doesn't have a style to his movies. I, yeah, right. He kind of blends in with whatever the script is, I think. Um, I mean, he's a good director. He hasn't made a hit in a long time. I just watched Inferno on Wednesday. That's a not good movie. No. Another movie where people have weird haircuts. Yeah. I, I can't hear you again. Um, Another movie where people have weird haircuts. Yeah, I heard... I mean, it, that didn't help. Uh, I don't know if Felicity Jones is a good actress. Oh, she's a good actor. I don't know. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so he hasn't made a movie. So his last few movies were Inferno, In the Heart of the Sea, um, Made in America, I guess that Jay-Z, that's not really a movie. Um, Rush. Rush is good. Rush was good. Um, the Dilemma. I don't even know what that is. That's the Kevin, Kevin James uh, Vince Vaughn movie. Where Vince Vaughn like sees his uh, his wife like cheating on him. Why on a rider? Nothing. Nope. Okay. Don't remember. Anyway, so he hasn't made a hit in a long time, but you know he's obviously an Academy Award winning director, and uh, for a beautiful mind, uh, and he's made a he's made a good movie. He's gonna made a bunch of good movies, but. Oh, I, I think he's a good choice. I mean, I I understand that. You don't want someone coming in with too much uh, ownership of the material. You want someone, you know. So I think they did well. I think they rebounded well. But I do. I don't know. I'm, I'm fascinated by the story. Do you think this hurts the movie in any way? Um, I definitely think it's going to be a subject of conversation. Like people are going right. to be like, "What's like?" I think what we were thinking with Rogue One, like, what is their their version of the movie and what is Ron Howard's version of the movie. Right. And it'll yeah, get... you know what? And that's the thing with Rogue One. That's the thing that, again, fascinated me the most about that movie. What, you know, that was three different people's vision put that together. Um, who was this? Tony Gilroy is the one who came in I, I believe, like, saved it from what, what it all, when it all came undone, like, those big scenes at the end of, uh, of Rogue One were all Tony Gilroy. And, uh, so, yeah, it's interesting. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I guess it remains to be seen. Um, I mean, but, you know, that's the thing. Like, movies usually can't come back from shit like that. But, but Star Wars seems to be, like we were just saying, Rogue One, they have history, they can do it, so. Well, here, like, don't fuck up on Solo for us. Well, let me ask you a bigger question. Do we need an origin story of Han Solo? Do what? Do we need, does the public oh, yeah. audience need an origin story of Han Solo when there's so much other shit you can do? Well, what do you mean? Like, who do you want to know more about? What, what movie character do you want to know more about than Han Solo? Like, who's the guy that you like more than Han Solo? But why do we need a backstory? Because how old was Harrison Ford when he played Han Solo in the first Star Wars movie? Like mid-30s, say? 
<laughs> yeah, so we're getting him 10 years earlier? All I know is it's the 30th anniversary of Spaceballs. And I would like to get a backstory of that. Backstory of uh, which character? Uh, Bartholomew? Bart? No, of uh, the main guy. If we're Lone do- Star? Yeah, Lone Star. Well, I want to know how his, him and Pizza the Hut became uh, so mad at each other. You're there? You're there? All right. Yeah. yeah all right, so I guess it remains to be seen. I think that's all we have to say about that, right? Yeah, that's good. Uh, all right, well, I guess that's, that's I mean, is there anything else you need to add? Uh, no, I guess we'll see you uh, back in Los Angeles tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to go back to my vacation, and uh, thanks for listening. Um, I, guess, uh, I wish I could tell you some of the things I'm looking at right now. Well, there are some of the dumbest people on the planet <laughs> on this island. All right, well, I'm looking forward to hearing all of it. All right. All right, well, buddy. Uh, thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Later.